Over the weekend, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy visited the Arizona-Mexico border for his first time since getting elected to that position. Alongside him were other key GOP members, including some new Arizona legislators. This stop was seen as a temperature check for how Republicans plan to handle border security and immigration issues during the current congressional cycle, given that Republicans are now in charge in the House. Welcome to The Gaggle, a politics podcast by the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. I'm your host, Ron Hansen. I cover national politics. And I'm Mary Jo Pitzel. I cover state politics. Each week, we speak with reporters, experts, and politicians about the issues that make a difference for you. Joining us today on the show is Arizona Republic Immigration Issues reporter Rafael Carranza. He was at the border this weekend while leaders from Washington visited Arizona. Rafael, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. This was Kevin McCarthy's first time at the border as Speaker of the House. The California Republican is certainly no stranger to the border and and to the attendant issues. What did he go down there for this time, and what was his message? The brief itinerary, they were on on the ground for just a couple of hours. They did an aerial tour of the border and and met with border officials. They also had a roundtable discussion with local law enforcement, elected leaders from Cochise County, and with residents in the area as well. And the messaging about this was all about border security and particularly is kind of setting the stage for uh, what they view will be a big issue this, this year as they kind of take control of the House and the messaging that Uh, The Biden administration has been failing at securing the border, has been failing at handling record numbers of uh, migrant encounters along the U.S.-Mexico border. And especially one of the key issues that they kept repeating over and over was the issue about uh, the smuggling of fentanyl through the border. You cannot tell us this border is secure when now there is enough fentanyl in this country to kill every single American more than 20 times over. And, you know, this visit to Cochise County uh, is the first of two congressional visits that will take place in the state in just as many weeks. There will be a field hearing that will take place on Thursday. That one will also focus on border security, but that one will be focused more on the humanitarian situation there as opposed to this past one, which focused more on the border security aspect. What's interesting, though, is uh, when you consider for that field hearing who the witnesses will be, a lot of the people called to testify are not the ones on the front lines handling or assisting with migrants, but rather uh, witnesses who have more conservative viewpoints that are more favorable to to the Republicans' points of view as well. But all of this kind of just reinforces the notion that Arizona will play a central role um, to their messaging on border security. It was certainly a big rallying point during the midterm elections, and it has also emerged as one of the Republicans' main critiques against the Biden administration uh, for you know what they see as a failure on a policy perspective. And so we can expect that Arizona and Arizonans will continue to be a leading voice on this issue. You know, when a lot of people think about the border, Nogales, Yuma comes to mind, but McCarthy chose to come to Cochise County on this tour. Um, Why was Cochise so important to him? This was a a location that I think was very strategic for this Republican messaging and 
The reason that McCarthy said that, you know, they ended up coming to Cochise County specifically is because of the situation um, there. And it looks very different from anywhere else, particularly because you have a large number of migrants that are attempting to cross the border through here um, while evading, you know, detection. In other words, you know, they're not trying to turn themselves into border agents, but rather, you know, they are, uh, you know, trying to actively get away from a lot of these border officials. And this is different than the other regions that we go to look at the border. What's different is what's coming across here. It's controlled, but it's not controlled by the Mexican government. It's not controlled by the American government. It's controlled by the cartel. And then on top of that, you also have a big issue currently in Cochise County where, you know, because of the terrain, it's also very favorable for a lot of smugglers, whether it's human or drug smuggling, to attempt to cross through these very large open areas uh, where you have, you know, these big, pretty, you know, large highways that essentially act as these routes that they can, you know, use to smuggle people and drugs into the border. I'm curious, did they um, at all talk about the storage container wall that Governor Ducey had erected that the feds then ordered taken down? No, it was not. What is interesting, at least they didn't mention it during the availability with media. However, you know, as part of their visit, they did drive to certain points of the border fence. And one of the areas that they did head down to was the San Pedro River, which is near where these containers were located. I'm sure it was definitely brought up for sure. They also did an aerial tour so they could see areas along the fence where there are gaps that these you know barriers were put in place. But it was not, you know, mentioned during during the, the press conference that they held there. But, you know, the situation, as I mentioned, because it is a different, you know, situation than, for example, in Yuma or other parts of the border, it's also an area that's a lot more friendly to, to Republicans. You know, this county is led by supervisors who were very loyal to, the, to Trump's point of view. They're fairly conservative, all of the linebackers there. And then they also have a new congressman, they flipped the seat from Democrat to Republican, Representative Juan Sescomani, um, the newly elected congressman in that area. Um, so all throughout, it seemed like a lot more favorable place to go than some of the other more commonly associated areas with the border in Arizona. Now, you mentioned um, our new congressman, uh, Siscomani, um, who was brought along. Who else was on this tour? Um, and did McCarthy speak at all about why he chose these people to accompany him? Actually, Juan Sescomani was the congressman who planned the visit, and he kind of set the itinerary for what they were going to do. Although, you know, I think Speaker McCarthy was, um, you know, the person who then had, you know, the authority to invite other people. And uh, notably, I think Juan Sescomani was the only legislator from Arizona and actually the only one from the border that was there for this visit. Um, they were all freshman legislators, so they had just been recently elected and very recently sworn in as well. The other three legislators that visited are are representatives Lori Chavez Doremer from Oregon, uh, Representative Jen Kiggins from Virginia, and Representative Derek Van Orden from Wisconsin. Um, I think notable exception or one notable absence from there is Representative Eli Crane, um, who was also a freshman congressman who is also Republican but was not on this trip. We've only been the majority for two months. The freshman member that I brought here, they have done more in four weeks looking at the border than the president has done in 40 years. 
you know, part of the messaging that we've heard during this visit is that because of fentanyl smuggling, that it's not just a border issue anymore, that because it impacts so many lives, that, you know, it is now a nationwide issue. And that's kind of a reflection in the the people that the legislators that uh, Speaker McCarthy invited here. And uh, Speaker McCarthy also mentioned a kind of signal that these would be kind of the future of the Republican Party, who will take up the mantle of fighting for border security, and um, kind of noted, you know, the significance that these freshmen visited the border at this time when President Biden still has not. It's worth noting that Eli Crane was among those who did not support Kevin McCarthy's bid for House Speakership and was part of the coalition that prolonged the selection process on that. Uh, Representative Crane has certainly made the border and border security part of his messaging campaign as a candidate and now as a freshman member of Congress. So his absence on this kind of a visit seems especially notable and is a reminder of the very different footing on which both Representative Siskamani has launched his congressional career with some prominent committee assignments and now with a, a notable um, visit in the field from the House Speaker. And then we have Eli Crane, who just wasn't there, even though it's an issue clearly he cares a lot about. Something that we've been talking about the last few weeks here on The Gaggle is how the split in the current makeup of Congress is affecting legislative issues, and in this case, border security and immigration, which are two issues that are often lumped together, but both parties sort of would like to take one at a time, but they never can get all that far down the road just on their own. These are issues that are highly polarizing, and it seems that we've just been in this sort of intractable stalemate for more than two decades, it seems. Let's start with what it looks like now, Rafa. What is the status of border security now? And just to you know, add to your point, I think that it is, it has been, it seems like each party um, kind of favors one aspect over the other and they're unable to meet kind of in that middle. You have Democrats who for the most part are, you know, very for immigration reform and extending pathway to citizenship to, you know, large part of the millions of undocumented um, residents in the United States. And then you have Republicans who are more concerned about border security and kind of making the issue of border security kind of the threshold before anything else can advance. They'll repeatedly say that first you need to secure the border, but it, it's a very hard kind of concept to to kind of come up with. And we've certainly seen administrations on both sides, you know, try to make that attempt. Obviously, Biden is in office now, so now it's his turn to do that. His latest State of the Union address um, earlier this month, the issue of immigration and border security um, received very little mention. We've launched a new border plan last month, unlawful migration from Cuba Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela has come down 97% as a consequence of that. But American border problems won't be fixed until Congress acts. But the part that he did talk about was particularly the policy aspect. And since the start of the year, um, he has launched a couple of policies that have opened up some uh, humanitarian protections for migrants. But it also has come up with, you know, the in exchange for that, he extended Title 42, which is a very controversial policy 
that could you know go away over in the next few months and is currently being litigated before the Supreme Court. But the fact that it received very little mention, I think, is kind of an indicator of um, you know how in in many ways the Biden administration and 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 to an extent you know Democrats as well have kind of played defense to the Republicans' offense when it comes to this issue. I will note that during this visit, you know, there were no substantive proposals that Speaker McCarthy or any of the other legislators talked about or kind of expressed, you know, their willingness to pursue other than, you know, just repeating some of those common points that there needs to be more to be done to, you know, to stop fentanyl smuggling or to go after the cartels, which was a very common talking point that McCarthy also talked about. Um, but I think that kind of came across more as just kind of signaling to the Biden administration that that's where their priority is. And now that they have control of the House and oversight powers in the House, that they intend to look at you know that issue particularly. And they're very willing to even go after Homeland um, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. And, you know, you have several lawmakers, Republican lawmakers, who have vowed to impeach him. And even though that hasn't gained any momentum at the moment, the fact that, you know, you have these visits and now these field hearings coming to Arizona and other parts of the border, I think that's something that we'll, we'll be hearing quite extensively for the next uh, few months as well. You mentioned the impeachment effort against Secretary Mayorkas. One of the people leading that charge is Representative Andy Biggs of Arizona. Speaking of Arizona's delegation, there was somebody else who was thinking about the border last week. Who was that and and what was the purpose? The other person that was there was also Representative Raul Grijalva, um, and he was in Douglas on the same day that Kevin McCarthy was in Cochise County. And what's interesting here is that the part of the border that McCarthy and uh, Representative Cisco Mani visited is actually within Representative Grijalva's district. And that's because in the latest round of redistricting, you know, most of Cochise County, actually all of Cochise County was under the the seat that Representative Siskomani now holds. But after the redistricting, a lot of these border communities, which tend to vote heavily Democratic, were included in Representative Grijalva's district, which spans all the way now from Douglas to Yuma. And uh, he was there visiting with the mayor. He toured the port of entry in Douglas, which has been long overdue for an expansion. And as a matter of fact, you know, they just received $200 million to upgrade that port of entry thanks to the bipartisan infrastructure law that included, you know, support from from Republicans in, in the Senate notably. But, you know, in his opinion, Representative Grijalva felt that this visit, uh, the McCarthy's visit, was more of a photo opportunity rather than delivering actual goods for residents in border communities. We're dealing with surface issues where they parachute in from a helicopter, go to a ranch, hear that, and nothing else is going on in the region but that. And that's uh, that's been the myopic view for a long time, both Democrats and Republicans, I might add. Uh, and so this region gets ignored, and it ne- it has a lot of needs. So all of this begs the most important question, I suppose, which is, what does this lead to, at least legislatively? What's, what's the outlook for the next two years in Washington on border and immigration-related issues? 
Well, it will definitely be a steeper path because you do have a divided government, and you have the House controlled by Republicans, Democrats、uh, controlling the Senate and the White House. And to date, we really haven't seen a lot of efforts from either side, you know, to sort of meet in the middle when it comes to immigration and, and border security.、Um, one notable exception to that is、uh, the Arizona Independent Senator now Kirsten Sinema, who has kind of. Taken this as as one of her priorities in the last congressional session,、um, she teamed up with another senator from North Carolina to develop this framework that would have you know provided a path to citizenship for Dreamers and for you know essential workers, farm workers,、um, in exchange for you know greater border security investments like investing in more、uh, in more hiring for border patrol agents,、um, sort of more infrastructure on the ground. It didn't go anywhere. They ran out of time. This time around, but we've seen in this congressional session, she's kind of taken that up again. She hosted a delegation earlier in the year with a couple of other senators as well. So I think that that's definitely a place to kind of look to and and see towards in the next two years. Whether there's any development there that could potentially lead into any sort of breakthrough when it comes to immigration and border security, but you know that's just kind of through the Senate, which may be kind of the bigger obstacle. But at the moment, I think we can't lose sight of the fact that the House is you know led by Republicans, and to date we have not seen any sort of effort similar to what Cinema has been leading in the Senate,、um, kind of happening at the House level as well. Well, thanks so much for being on the gaggle today, Rafa, and sharing with us what you learned on the border visit. If people want to follow you on Twitter, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me at my account. It's at Rafael Carranza. I'll spell it out. It's at R A F A E L C A R R A N Z A. That is it for this week, Gaggle listeners. Do you have questions you want us to answer or topics that you want us to cover? Reach out to us at thegaggle at arizonarepublic.com. That's one word, all spelled out. And if you like the show, please leave us a review and share it with a friend. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronald J Hansen. That's H A N S E N. And you can follow me on Twitter at Mary J Pitzel. That's P-I-T-Z-L. The editor and producer of today's episode is Amanda Luberto. You can follow her at Amanda Luberto, L-U-B-E-R-T-O. Thanks for listening to the Gaggle, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and AZCentral.com. We'll see you next week.